Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have James Connor, who is a social entrepreneur, fractional CTO, which I'm excited to hear more about, and nonprofit advisor. James, how you doing? How you doing, Timothy? Thank you for having me on the show today. Yeah, of course. No, thanks for coming on. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Okay, cool. Uh, so I've been a digital nomad for about seven years, uh, you know, traveling the world, living in different countries. I've lived in Australia, I've lived in Panama, I've lived in Mexico, uh, gone to over 35 countries. Uh, I, I like building things with people, you know, and, and trying to make a difference in communities. So that's kind of where the social entrepreneur part comes in. Uh, for fun, what I like to do is, uh, is, is there's quite a bit. Uh, I like going to the beach, hanging out, being lazy, going for a nice swim. But I also like to rock climb. Uh, I enjoy a good good football game, um, American football. So there's that. There we go. There we go. And so you said you like building things and was part of that community. Like that's the social entrepreneur. You really love building community. Yeah, so I, I do tend to build communities. But as a, as a fractional CTO, I'm, I'm most of the time building platforms or, or applications, uh, software um, uh software for you know we're in web or mobile applications in that regard uh, but yeah i do tend to to work with a lot of different founders who are building a community trying to build up their audience and, and learning more about those users that are using the platform there we go there we go i love it so fractional cto cto that stands for chief tech officer yep exactly chief technology officer Gotcha. Gotcha. There we go. Well, I feel like that is pretty self-explanatory, but if you want to give us kind of an overview of what your day-to-day looks like, that'd be great. Yeah. The overview is it, it can be anywhere. The chief technology officer, it, it depends. It depends on the, the, the company you're working for, the, the CEO. Uh, I do tend to do a lot of hiring. So I'm usually talking to different people about different positions that we need in the organization. Uh, I'm doing a lot of planning uh, from a high level architecture. You know, hey, this is the the problem we're trying to solve. What does the application uh, or software need to be able to do? When we get user feedback, how do we best implement that? You know, and then I work with the, the different teams to kind of make a decision. You know, how do we want to build this piece of the, the software and then go from there. I mean, you're, you're kind of, sometimes you're playing a, a ref, you know, as two team members are trying to say, oh, we should do it this way or we should do it that way. And then sometimes you're, you're just giving insight and saying, okay, you guys can do what, what you think is best, but this is at the end of the day, this is the core functionality we need for that task. Absolutely. There we go. Tell us a bit more about your motivation in life. What gets you up and keeps you going every day? Oh, man. Uh, The fact that I'm usually in a different place each month 
so when I'm in, living in a different country, uh, say for Mexico, I'm in Mexico right now, each month I usually switch cities. So, you know, I'm looking to learn more about the culture uh, that of the people that I'm, I'm, I'm seeing every day, uh, learning more about the different things about the city or town and, and just enjoying life and being grateful for the opportunity that I have. Uh, granted, every day is most of the time I'm working like 10 hours a day from Monday through uh, Friday, uh, you know, working with the different startups, the different nonprofit organizations we work with, trying to make a difference uh, and help those organizations make a difference. But at the end, of the, once the day is over, then I have to go try to have fun, try to relax, uh, you know, make sure I, I look out for my uh, mental well-being. There we go. There we go. And just curious, those 10 hours a day, are you, you ever have days where you're just like, man, I can't do this right now. And you can <laughs> take too. a break or. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, like usually, so one of the things I taught, uh, I taught to people uh, that uh, one of my mentors had suggested to me is to say, Jim, on Fridays, don't schedule any meetings on Friday, you know? So you wake up, you strategize, you, you know, reflect on what you did this week probably prepare a little bit for what you got next week, things like that, make sure everything's good. And then like halfway through the day, if you're just like, you know what, I'm done, you know, 12 o'clock comes around, you don't have any meetings, you don't have any any responsibilities on that on that day. So you just go ahead and sign off and say, hey, if you guys need me, just send me, you know, hit me on Slack or whatever. So Monday and Thursday, yeah, you're, you're very focused. Those days I'm, I'm working, you know, my tail off, but Dude, sometimes on Wednesday, you'll look up like today, you're like, man, is it only Wednesday? It feels like I already worked a whole week. And you're just like, oh, I need to, you just want to relax and, and get get uh, your evening started so that you can sit there and just say, hey, I only got a couple more days. You know, let me finish out the, the week strong. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. I feel that. That's a good tactic on Friday to kind of not have the meetings coming through, but. Well, there we go. Let's jump into your dreams and goals, man. Tell us a bit about your vision for your life and all the companies that you're helping. Uh, my dream is to, to continue working with nonprofits and, and to just know that at the end of the day, when my time is done here, that I was able, I played a part in helping those organizations reach their mission. You know, so I've talked, I've worked with a ton of nonprofits, um, you know, like the Billion Acts platform, so if you go to billionax.org, uh, their plan is to get reach a billion acts of peace. And they're working with the Dalai Lama and Nobel Peace Laureates throughout the world. And these people make a difference in, in the world with not like loads of money like Jeff Bezos or anything like that, but they just have this powerful ethos and, and mentality and they get it done. So uh, my dream is to I don't aspire to be a Nobel Peace Laureate or, you know, but at the same time, I want to be someone that, hey, my different, uh, my time on this world made a difference in, in, in the world. I feel that. I feel that. What was that nonprofit called? Uh, the nonprofit is called Peace Jam Organization. And the, the website that uh, I help them run is called the billionax.org website. I'm going to have to look that up after the podcast. Sounds really interesting. Go ahead and uh, tell me a little bit about when in your life you knew that this is what you wanted to do, help nonprofits know you played a part in helping them achieve their mission. 
Um, probably when I heard about Tom's Shoes. So if you don't know who Tom's Shoes, what Tom's Shoes was, it used to be this organization. It was a for-profit business by this guy named Blake. And he had this idea of, of making a shoe and selling the shoe in the United States. And then for every shoe that was bought, he would give a shoe, donate a shoe to a child in Latin America. Okay. So he came up with the first buy one, give one model. And at the beginning, when I was younger, I always thought, okay, if you're doing good or you're, you're like a nonprofit, you're never going to make any money. Like it is no, you can't have a business and make and, and do good at the same time. That book, Blake's book uh, that he wrote changed the view that I had that says, you know what? It's not, it's not about that anymore. It's not, you can make money and at the same time do good, use some of those profits to do good. So when I, when I came around to that thinking, that's when it all changed and said, you know what? I'd rather be doing that. I'd rather be building a business that has an impact in the community or impact for a, a certain group of, of people that need help. Mm. I like that. I like that. Tom Shoes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, the, the, the organization hasn't done so well in recent years. But at the same time, I mean, they were they were the pioneer for the buy one, give one business model. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, continue to work with nonprofits, knowing you're playing a part in their mission. Are there any other dreams or goals that you want to talk about? Uh, so other dreams I have are to, to hike Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa. Uh, I want to get to the, to the top there. Um, I, I hope to get to Africa at some point and just spend like a year, you know, visiting the different cities, seeing the wildlife, seeing, learning so much about that culture. Um, it's an opportunity that I, I really uh, look forward to, to taking advantage of at some point. Uh, right now with COVID and the pandemic, obviously, you know, it's, it's not the best uh, time to be traveling to a whole bunch of different countries. Uh, but at the same time, I, I do look forward, look forward to, to that time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, I have to bring it up because I know people listening to the podcast probably aren't seeing this, but you look like a really young guy. So oh, I know people, <laughs> it's funny. Because I, I eventually I'll sit there and be like, oh, yeah, my 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 son uh, is doing, you know, he's he, my son's 25 years old. And so people were just like, whoa, wait a minute. I would have <laughs> never pegged you to have a 25 year old son. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of nice. All my kids are growing up. The, you know, my, my youngest is she's now she's almost 21 now. Um, and it's just funny because people are like, oh, well, you don't have any kids. You, you know, this is why you get to travel. No, I have four kids. And that's one of part of my story when I talk to people. You know, I had four kids by the time I was 24. And I had to dig my way out of that. You know, uh, I had to get my issues all straightened out and find and start my career and, and get my life back on track. And now I, I have done that. And now my kids are, they watch me and they say, Jim, you know, dad, you, you know, you, you've done so much. Like, how do you know they always are trying to emulate what I'm doing because they want to have that kind of life. They want to be successful and be able to see the world. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, tell us a bit about that process. 24 years old, four kids, you know, your life's not going maybe as you pictured it. 
when you were a younger lad. So tell us a little bit about that process of getting your life back on track and becoming the man you wanted to be. Yeah, I mean, it, it was that's an understatement. It was that was definitely not how I planned it. Uh, I didn't plan to have kids at all. Like when I was 17, uh, 16, 17, I was like, I'm never having kids. I don't want kids. I want to travel the world. I don't want to be wasting, uh, you know, and then and then I met the right or wrong woman, if, if you want to say. So, you know, we, we started dating and then, you know, she got pregnant. And then I thought it was going to be this is going to be the one long term. And we had another kid and another kid came after that. So, I mean, uh, but what kept me, what kept me uh, above water was the fact that I, at that time, I made sure to get my degree. So even though I was working a 40 hour job, I had these kids I was trying to take care of and, and feed. I also kept myself in, in, in uh, school. And so I ended up graduating with a bachelor's in computer science. Um, and then unfortunately in North Carolina, you know, when I graduated, there weren't that many jobs, you know, there, everybody was out in RDU and Raleigh Durham area. And those, it was a chicken and egg problem, right? Which much, most graduates run into you, you have a degree, but you don't have that much experience. So I took my butt up to uh, Philadelphia and, you know, started talking with people, networking, finally landed a job and just, just hustled, just, just kept fighting until I could finally put it all together. I mean, there's a lot more trials and tribulations that I went through, but at the end of the day, I tell people, you know, like you don't have an excuse, you know, like I, you know, I put myself in that spot uh, and I hung out with the wrong people and stuff like that when I was younger. But at the end of the day, like you have to, you have to dig yourself out. You have to find that one thing that you can focus on and find a way to reach that goal and then once you reach that goal, then that's the next step on the ladder, right? Now you got to go to the next goal. So, I mean, it is, you know, it is a, a staircase. You have to take each step one at a time. There we go. I love that. Focus, take each step one at a time and pull yourself out. Like, don't kind of take on that victim mentality and right. act like other things are keeping you stuck there. Yeah, exactly. Now, at the same time, this is why part of the reason I am a social entrepreneur and I work with nonprofits. I wouldn't have been able to be here where I am right now without nonprofits and, and, and getting help. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's your responsibility to, to pull yourself out, but it's also your responsibility to find the help that you need. So if you need help, you go and you look for it, you get it, and then you, you be grateful for the help you get. Oh, exactly. I think often that's the first step just asking for help. Yeah, Most of the exactly. time there are people out there who are looking to help people who are just like you. So Yeah, yeah. I love that, man. I love that. Well, any other dreams or goals you want to chat about? We got Mount Kilimanjaro visiting different cities in Africa, continuing working with nonprofits to help them with their mission. Oh, man, I got a lot of goals. I mean, there's, and there's lots of dreams. Most of them are, you know, I, I look forward to the day where I get to watch all my kids um, growing up and older. So for me, you know, that's, that's one of my worst, uh, worst fears is uh, having to bury one of my kids. So I'm, I'm saying like, you know, my dream is to say, hey, look, you guys, I wanna be as close as possible to you guys. Uh, you know, there's that fine line between a friend and a father, but you know, I want my kids to be able to, to talk to me and it's, it's cool. Uh, I do have a really good relationship with my kids. 
they'll they'll tell me things I only want to know sometimes. I'm like, look, that's that's too much information. I don't no, 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 I don't no, no, I don't don't ever bring that up again. But at the same time, it's it's really it's it's great because you know if they do want to reach out to me and they want to talk to me about something, you know, sometimes you you as a father you want to uh, guide them down the right path. But kids are kids, you know, we, we all were there, right? We're going to pick the path we think is best for us, regardless of whoever says what. But you can give them those suggestions and say, okay, well, let's see this. I'm going to give you some preview, you know. This is you want to take this path, and I bet you this is what's going to happen next, and then that's going to happen after that. And then if it happens, then this is what you need to do and give them a backup plan or give them insight. So when they do go down that path, at least they's like, you know what, dad was right, man. Yeah, all right, yeah, okay, he was right. Let me get, let me do this just to make sure I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I feel that fatherhood. You know, I'm not a father, but. Uh, it's something I aspire to be. And I hear other fathers talk about walking that fine line. I'm like, man, it really is, especially thinking about how I grew up of like, uh, I was, I was really distant from my parents and I was just kind of on my own. I was grinding towards success because of whatever my family situation, but yep. I'm like, how, I, <laughs> to be honest, man, I have trouble interacting with people on an intimate level who are just like friends and like that trust that mm-hmm. is needed for vulnerability isn't always there. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, when I'm thinking about my kids, I'm like, there's this stuff that I'm gonna have to work through <laughs> for sure before I- Yeah, I, I would say I'm the same way with, with out to other people. Uh, like it, it takes a while to get people to, for me to be like, all right, you're in the inner circle. Like I can trust you. Like it, it'll, it, you gotta earn it, right? Um, and, but with the kids, it's, it's kind of like, you know, they, they look to you. And they come, they're going to come right to you at the very beginning. They, you are the, the, the person that is going to be their caregiver. They're, they're looking to you to be their hero, their rock. So, I mean, you know, it's a big responsibility. You can't sit there and be like, no, 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 no. Like, I don't, I don't, you, you push them off, forget it. You're going to lose them. So, I mean, uh, you know, have kids when you're ready is what I say. Just, just, just when you're ready, have kids. But, uh, you know, you could also make sure that uh, as you're growing up to find out what's going on uh, to, to understand, all right, you know, why am I distant? Why, why do I do that? It took me a while to figure it out as well. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm that way. It is what it is. If you want to still be my friend, you know, just keep working it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Well, awesome. If there were one or two people that you could meet right now, and these, this could be a specific person or a type of person. They'd help you take the next step towards your dreams and goals. Who would they be and how would they do it? Hmm. That's a great question. Great question. I usually tell people, especially in, in our line of work, if you're an entrepreneur, and you probably know this, Timothy, I'm sure you, you, you started already doing it, is that when you're looking to learn from someone, you want to learn from someone that's a few steps ahead of you. You know, like I'm not going to go to Jeff Bezos and be like, hey, I want you to be my mentor and meet with them every month. He's so far ahead, like it's, it's ridiculous, you know, but someone that's been in my shoes maybe a year or two ago is great, uh, great to, to talk to and meet um, because they're going to have insight to say, yeah, this is what really, you know, in this year, it really made a difference for my business. 
and they're going to share their experience and and we you know hopefully you're, you know we can listen and, and learn from that but for me specifically uh it would probably be so i'm always looking for people that are, are, are slightly ahead of me in different ways like meaning that uh i read a lot so i want to talk to people that like Malcolm Gladwell is someone that I read a, a ton of. And so if I got the chance to meet him, that would be great. I would love to have lunch with him, uh, learn, you know, where does he get, you know, the ideas and how does he put, you know, what's the process of him putting together a book? Um, another one is, is probably Denzel Washington. You know, I would love to meet him and just, 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 see you know are you really as cool in person as you are it seems in in the movies like are you you know uh you know he just sounds he just seems like a guy that i would get along with so well um uh you know there's there's definitely people that i know uh from a from a social good impact part that i, I would love to meet there's some you know i haven't met the dalai lama i've, I've only seen his, his work and stuff like that but I've seen Desmond Tutu. Uh, I didn't actually talk to him, but I, I was in the had a nice talk with him. I would have loved to have meet, met him while while he was alive. Um, but so many so many people that on that list. Um, I, I would love to, to to shoot it back at you and see who you would say. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I think uh, very similar. When I think type of person, it's uh, somebody who is like really grown their podcast um because mm-hmm. i think i'm i've got to the point where i was posting daily i met a dude who posted daily he gave me some advice i followed it boom i'm posting daily the numbers didn't come like i thought they were gonna come <laughs> <laughs> so um now i'm kind of in that place and i actually know a guy i just need to follow up on that relationship with him um okay. but yeah. yeah i think i think that and people who are passionate about the nonprofit space like you are because um, mm-hmm. I'm really big on I have two goals in life it's financial freedom and ending poverty around the world and so like I want wow. to <laughs> I mean it's fine yeah it's like once I get financial freedom for myself like that's I hate seeing people suffer mm-hmm. unnecessarily right that's what I want to spend the rest of my life doing and mm-hmm. so I haven't I've networked really well in like real estate I've networked really well and, you know, just business stuff. Um, but the nonprofit world, I haven't like touched a bunch. So I don't know a lot of people who are passionate about um, those causes and it's their primary thing. So that's why I was interested in Tom's shoes when you were like, you don't have to uh, be broke and working for a nonprofit. Cause I'm like, well, I'm getting financial freedom first. So I don't have to be stressed about money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, uh, we all, we all, a lot of us are striving for financial freedom. We all go about it some kind of different way. Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, uh, and they say that, right? You know, I sit there and I tell a lot of people, like, they say it on an airplane all the time. Before you help someone else with their mask, you got to put your own mask on first. So, you know, if you're not in a good financial situation, uh, you know, you don't need to be out volunteering for nonprofits or, or helping out, you know, get yourself right and then go ahead and, and help out these nonprofits. They'll still be there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that's kind of the journey I'm on right now. So I'd love to I'm always down to meet uh, real estate investors and passive investors and et cetera, et cetera. But um, really those nonprofit contacts and also people who are actively growing their podcasts and like mm. kind of want to do it together. So 
Cool. Yeah, I have a couple of people I can introduce you to, especially on the real estate side. So I feel that. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, awesome. If there are one or uh, two things that everyday people could do to help you reach your dreams and goals, what would it be? One or two things that everyday people could do to help me reach my. Um, there are a ton of people, everyday people that help me reach my goal. One thing I tell people when they travel, they're sitting there and say, Jim, you've been to, to all these different places and, and things of that nature. <clears throat> but for me, there are some places that are beautiful. I mean, it don't, don't get me wrong. You know, I've gone to Machu Picchu. I've gone to uh, Galapagos Islands. And what usually makes a trip truly, truly memorable is the people that you meet. And I mean, those are everyday people. So like, you know, uh, when I was in Galapagos, you know, I met a guy that lived there and I was like, you live here. And it was funny because he was from New Jersey. And he says, yeah, I came down here on a trip, fell in love. All I could think about was getting back here. And so he did everything in his, in his power to move to the Galapagos Islands, And I just asked, okay, so share the story with me. You know, like, how did that go? Like, you know, and I, to this day, remember his story because it was just like, wow. You know, he fell in love with this area. And I, because I, you know, at first I was like, it was a woman, wasn't it? You know, like you came down here because of a girl. And he was like, no, 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 no. That's not it. No, no, no. But it was just, it was a great conversation. We sat there and we talked and we were, we had, a, he was drinking a beer and I was, uh, drinking whatever I was, but and we just sat there for uh, like an hour talking in the Galapagos, and it was a really good time. I, th- those kind of things, uh, when people are, as you said, vulnerable and they share, those are the kind of things I, I love. Like, they, you know, you, you get to learn about people and you have to be genuine. So, when I can't, I, as a person, I want to grow every single day in some form or fashion. And I can't, I can do that just sitting at a computer working on stuff all day. But if I wanna grow as a person, as a human, listening to other people's stories and then sharing my own stories allows them to get a better understanding or, or a different perspective about something that they you know, may or may not understood. Another story is I gone to Austin, Texas. And you know, since you're in Austin, I tell this story is that I went to Austin, Texas and I had never really truly been in Texas very uh, ever for a very long period of time until I went to Austin, which I was there for about a week. And for me, I was like, okay, this is an East Coast city in the middle of Texas. You know, everybody was really cool. It was like, oh, okay, yeah, all right. So you guys aren't, the, you know, I was expecting to get there and everybody was wearing a cowboy hat and boots. <laughs> and that wasn't the case. So I was like, okay. All right, cool. And I talked to more people and people were like, oh, yeah, I'm from Chicago. Oh, I'm from California. Oh, I'm from. Oh, OK. So where are the Texas people at? And then I started talking to some other people from Texas and they're like, oh, yeah, these, you know, we have people coming in all over the different country. And, you know, it's funny. They they had a different opposing view of, me, uh, you know, opposing view of of things that I was saying. But at the same time, I listened to what they were saying about you know, state of the country, you know, how people are and things like that. And at the end of the day, I I realized these guys just want to live life. 
Yep. You know, they want to just, they have goals just as I do, and they just want to live life. And the people I talked to didn't want to offend anyone else. They didn't want to say, you know what, I don't care about that group. You know, I, I want to just have my, my, my food on the, on, the, on the table for my family, and I'll do whatever it takes. No, they were like, no, I, we understand the, the, the fight and struggle of other people. At the end of the day, though, they were saying, hey, I got to take care of myself first. That was a respectable, respectable response to me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's uh, wild. You know, I, I really like success books, books about success. And they often mm -hmm. talk about don't watch the news, don't feed your mind, just crazy stuff. And it's crazy how polarizing the news can be and then how uh, kind of middle of the road most of society is on a lot of these issues when you talk to people it's like oh you're a reasonable person yeah. even though you're like in that other group that's supposed to be so polarizing so mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah um yeah. that's another thing like uh we like when if i ask you about mexico what's what's kind of some of the things that comes to mind about mexico what comes to mind about mexico the first thing yeah, that pops be up. Honest. Yeah, be honest. Say, yeah, man. The say, first say, thing say, that pops up is like the whole illegal immigration issue. Okay. All right. Yeah, the illegal immigration, you got you got the cartel, you got drugs, you got the dangerous and you know, things yep. like that. You know, um uh so there's a lot of people we have as a an American, we might think of Mexico as sometimes as, as that way. And when, as I've been here, it's been great, it's been beautiful. I've learned from so many different people, very, very cool. But you know what's funny? When I went to Panama, I was in Panama for, I lived there for 14 months. And the first month I was there, this lady asked me, she says, oh, you have kids? And I said, yeah. She said, do they go to public school? I said, yeah. Why would you send your kids to school? I said, what are you talking about? Well, in the United States, all the, all the school shootings, aren't you afraid that your kid is going to die? And I was like, huh, I never thought about that. I was like, you guys must think every school is getting shot up based off of the news that you read. I'm like, no, no, there's so many schools. Like, yeah, there's a, there is a school shooting every week, but it's so many schools in the United States that, you know, the, the chances are pretty low that my, my son or daughter would be in that situation. And I just, I was like, you know what? It's the news. People just watch the news and they get this idea of a country and that's, that's what happens. I was just like, all right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. Uh, <laughs> Tim Ferriss's book, the four hour work week talks about this girl who's going to this foreign country and she was scared of like all the kidnappings and like children would be kidnapped. So she was like, I can't travel because I'm not going to take my kids to this dangerous country. When she got there, she was like, you're from New York that place is crazy. The towers just got blown up or something like that. And it was just like that, that news, man, that perspective. It's yeah, exactly. Yep. I love it. I love it. Well, awesome. Let's jump into our thriving three. Now. First question is what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Pick one. Um, oh, man, that's tough. Uh, all right. Well, my one of my favorite my my favorite book is probably going to be The Hobbit because it was one of the first books that really got me into reading. Uh, I read The Hobbit as, as a as a kid, and 
I, I was hooked. I was, I was reading books left and right after that. Uh, but another book that I, I tell people now, especially someone like you, uh, have you ever read Can't Hurt Me? It's on my list, but I have not. Yes. Great book. Uh, I cannot remember his name at the moment, but great, great book. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude is, he's up to on a different level. He is. <laughs> he's on a different level, but the man is inspirational. I'm like, like the, the one story he says, like, yeah, he's like, he, he skipped one rep in his three hour workout and he got home and it was bugging him that he skipped that one rep. So he didn't just go back to the gym and just do that one rep. He went back and did the whole three hour <laughs> workout again. And I was like, dude, you just writing this down or did you do? And I was just like, he, he actually did that. I know in his, my head, he actually did that. So that's another, for me, is another inspirational um, a, a book that I, I tell people you should definitely read. Um, Follow movie, him on. Huh? I was, no, you got to keep, keep going. Yeah, move, movies, it's, it's uh, there's too many to pick. I'm a big movie guy. I, I watch a ton of movies. You know, Braveheart, I really love Braveheart. Um, I, I, I've watched that movie so many times, I, I can say the words half the time. <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's, just, there's just a ton of movies. Catch me if you can. I mean, there, there, there's so many class, but I also really like old classic movies as well. Uh, it Happened One Night is one of my favorite movies. Now, nobody's going to know what that movie is, but it, back in the day, it was a really, it was a, a, um, a highly, highly regarded movie. Gotcha. 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 I was going to say, uh, David Goggins, I follow him on Instagram. <laughs> He'll just post the most absurd videos. <laughs> like talking about mindset and talking about yep. it was like yeah i've been getting up running 20 miles every day for the past i don't know 700 days or something like that and he'll be like and my mind started to get to me i was looking at my shoes for 30 minutes and i recorded myself and i was like then i realized how much of a little i sounded like <laughs> he was like just record yourself and you'll realize how absurd you're actually being. it was just funny he's like stay hard <laughs> Man, I mean, and when you read that book and you hear about some of the things he did, you're just like, like, and I didn't know, uh, I heard of, uh, I've heard of ultra marathons where it's like more than 26 miles or whatever, but they have this special elite group of people that run a hundred mile marathons. And I'm like a hundred miles. I got, I'm like, you don't have anything better to do. That's a hundred miles. Like, what, the, what are you doing? Aren't you? I was like, man, all right, okay. I'm just, and I, and he, he talked about the first time he ran a hundred mile marathon on like, he, he was just like three days. He just decided, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run a hundred miles in three days. And I'm just like, oh no. And then he talked about the experience. And when you read the experience, I'm like, no, I would have been done after like mile 10. I've been like, no, forget it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna have to bump that up on the reading list now. <laughs> yeah, because it's funny because he also David Goggins is also the same guy. Uh, you you know Spanx, right? Uh, <laughs> so the husband of the of the founder of Spanx is uh, Jesse. I can't think of his last name. Um, and he wrote a book, Thirty Days Living with a, a Marine, and it's Goggins that he's living with. Cause he, he saw he Goggins was running a marathon and the story goes that um, 
he ran it without one, with one shoe. And so his other foot was so blistered and bloody. And he was just like, how? He's like, he talked to the guy. He said, how did you run that without one shoe? And he's like, doesn't that hurt? He's like, and you finished the race. I would have quit. He says, no, 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 I got I built my mentally, I'm mentally strong. So I just kept going through. And he says, okay, I will feed you. You can live at my house for 30 days if you can train me for 30 days. And he did. He said, okay, I accept. And he said, in the first day that they went training, he says, they went to a gym. And he says, okay, go up to a pull-up bar. He says, okay, show me how many pull-ups you can do. So he does whatever, 20 pull-ups. He says, okay, give him a minute. He says, all right, do as many pull-ups as you can. He says, okay. He says, I did like six more. All right, one more time. He says he could do two. And on the second one, he was kicking. Like he could, he could barely get up. And he says, all right, cool. You did almost 30 pull-ups. That's really, now this is the pull-up champion, right? So it was like, all right, almost 30 pull-ups. He says, we're not leaving this gym until you can do a hundred pull-ups. And he was like, whoa, this guy is, and this was day one. Yep. You know, this isn't like, working up to like no this is day one we're not leaving this gym until you can do 100 and they say he said he sat there for the next four hours he would do a pull up stop try to break shake it out do another pull up and they counted all the way up to 100 and then he left but he wouldn't let him leave that gym until he did 100 more pull-ups and that is that was day one yeah <laughs> yeah goggins is different different on another level dude yeah yeah awesome well what's one way you like to take care of yourself um so when i'm traveling you know there's there's times i it's funny uh, i get to in different areas they have different things so i might you know a gym there might be a nice gym close by i'll go to the gym and work out at the gym usually uh, if there's, you know, maybe a CrossFit gym or a boxing gym or something like that, I'll get whatever they have for that month. So I get to do different things, different sports, depending upon what, where at my location. But if there's no gym or anything around, uh, I usually end up running. But I, I'm really a big Tabata guy. OK, because for me, a Tabata and if you don't know what a Tabata is, it's it's a it's a set of exercises that you choose to do. But it's 30 seconds, as many as possible, 10 second break. And you keep doing that for like a set of eight or 12, you know, so you do. Um, so uh, it's like a five minute workout, but you get as much out of it as you would on like a 30 minute jog, you know, and you burn a lot of calories. And if you just do a Tabata every day, uh, doctors will say, hey, you got you're you're in good shape. You're getting a good exercise. So like, you know, just you could try it like do do four sets of burpees, 30 seconds, do as many burpees as you can, 10 second break, 30 seconds, as many burpees, because there's called Tabata timers on the phone and you just set it to say, all right, I want to do, you know, eight, eight sets, eight, eight sets of exercises. And then you just pick, pick your exercises. They could be push-ups, they could be uh, 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 jumping jacks, it could be whatever you want. Uh, and so you can go as hard or, or, or as, as slow as you want as well. I feel that Tabatas. That's a good. Uh, never heard of that. I mean, I've heard of hit workouts, but that sounds like a really. Yeah, it's it's, it's like a hit workout, but yeah, it's just it's just called Tabata. It, it started with, 
I don't know where the name came from, but if you're looking for a timer, you just look up Tabata timer on or hit timer on uh, on your phone. There we go. Well, what is one action step that you can take right now to either meet some of the people you want to meet? So Malcolm Gladwell, Denzel, some of those people, or just continue to work with nonprofits and maximize impact. The action step is to continue to meet new people in the area that I'm of interest. So if I want to get to, you know, Malcolm Gladwell, I probably would want to start talking to more people in his, you know, in psychology, you know, authors in his, in the same genre of his books. And, you know, as you meet more people and you network, you know, you, you build up a relationship, you know, then they'll, they'll, they'll introduce you to other people, you know, and then you keep meeting more people and eventually, Someone's going to be like, Jim, oh, yeah, I know Malcolm Gladwell. Do you want to meet him? Yeah, of course. You know, so it's just for me every week. I always try to meet at least five new people, talk to five new people and genuinely learn about them. You know, whether it's on LinkedIn, whether someone sends me a message or introduces me, uh, you know, I'm always sitting there. If, if I know someone, I'm saying, look, if you know of anybody that you want to introduce me to that I can help or they're looking to meet someone, by all means. Uh, if you've ever heard of Lunch Club, I use Lunch Club a lot just because we're not, we're all remote most of the time now. So Lunch Club allows you to, to get matched up with someone that has a similar interest. And then you just have a, a 45 minute Zoom call with them, you know, whenever during the time that you pick. So I, I tell people uh, that are looking to network more, more, more people to, to use services like Lunch Club. That is epic. I had no idea about Lunch Club. So thank oh, you. yeah, if you need, it's invite only. So if you want to invite, uh, by all means, I'll send you a link. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate that. Well, our last question requires a bit of pretext. You ready? Mm, I hope so. <laughs> I'm sure you will be. So you know how there are people on the planet who have a really fixed mindset. They're not willing to accept help. They're not willing to accept change. Probably uh, much like yourself when you were 24-ish, when your mm -hmm. life was kind of in a rut. Yep. Sometimes they'll live their whole life like that. Sometimes they'll die like that, unfortunately. Other times, they'll make that switch to more of a growth mindset, willing to accept help and willing to accept change. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes that change for most people? Um, I could say it's as simple as wanting, just wanting to change. Uh, but sometimes, sometimes we're hard-headed, right? We, something happens, you know, something, and usually something bad happens, or um, there might be someone that we meet and we say, dude, you know, how'd you get there? And they sit there and say, well, I, I did this, I made this change. I, I realized I need to learn from others and not just think I know everything. So, but it's usually, if we hear that from someone we respect and admire, we're going to, that's going to motivate us more, right? Compared to if you hear from your brother or something that you just do every year, he's like, dude, like, you got to do this, you got to do that. And you're just like, hey, I'll do it when I'm ready, you know? Um, but if you hear something like, hey, I got here because I did this, and it's someone that you were like, really, really admire, it's going to force you to change, you know, you're going to give it a try. 
Now, at the same time, you might try and it doesn't work out. And those people might just go revert back to who they were. Um, and, but in other cases, there are times where, uh, for, for instance, I know a, a, another entrepreneur, he had this thing about uh, money, making money. So everything was about making money, but it, it was a matter of, it had to be a lot of money. Like he was like, dude, if it's, if it's $500, I don't care about $500, I want $5,000. And I was just like, wow, like, okay, so what, what, else, what else other than money do you care about? And it wasn't until he got sick that he was like, okay, I got all this money, but now I'm sick and I can't take it with me. So he's spent all this time trying to get money. And granted, okay, he had quite a bit of money. Um, but at the end of the day, he was like, all right, I got sick. He had a cancer scare. And then that really woke him up and said, okay, you know, I need to do, I want to be remembered, you know, I want to be, I want to be, make sure I have a good relationship with my family, my friends. It's not just like, you know, and the friends that he picked, he says, were all, you know, they all had money. They were all, you know, very sophisticated and all that. And he says, no, no, no. I want people that are good in my life. And he made a change. I love that. Something, something happens or we meet somebody. Yeah. There we go. Or a guy is usually a woman. That makes them better. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> well, awesome, James. Is there anything else that you want to chat about before we sign off? No, I want to say thank you for having me on the show. If anybody's looking to, to contact me and you want to introduce yourself and, and, and follow my journey, you know, I'm on LinkedIn. You can look up James Connor. Uh, I also uh, I, I run a platform called Flexible Sites. Uh, we, we work with nonprofits and, you know, startup founders, underrepresented founders that are looking for help, looking to uh, get help with their technology and stuff like that, and some, with someone they can trust. So, I mean, if you're looking for help, reach out. I'm on flexiblesites.com, uh, or if you want, just connect with me on, on LinkedIn, and uh, let's start a conversation. That way I can, you know, share my knowledge with you, and I can learn from you. There we go. Well, you guys heard him. Make sure to contact him if you loved what he had to say. You can use his services or you just want to uh, chat, introduce him to Denzel, perhaps. <laughs> please. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Well, James, thank you so much for coming on the show. Guys, thank you for watching. As we always ask, send this podcast to one to three people you know need to hear this message. Shoot us a five-star review on iTunes and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.